In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about why our memories are so bad, the amazing logical reasoning of toddlers, and why mathematicians want to have their cake and slice it, too. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Okay, someone breaks into a store and steals something. The police come around and round up the witnesses, all of whom watched parts of the burglary take place on a security camera video. One of them says the burglar is a tall woman in her 50s. Another says she was actually probably closer to 25 years old. And another witness says no, the burglar was a short 40-year-old man. Okay, so who was right? (laughs) Well, honestly, probably none of them. The thing is, our memories for details in situations like this kind of suck. And that can be a huge problem with witnesses who are trying to reconstruct what they've seen. But it can also be a problem in everyday life. Like, have you ever gotten ready to leave the house and realized that you don't have your wallet? You mean like every time I leave the house? (laughs) Yeah. You go back in your mind and you try and imagine where you put it, right? Yeah. And I always feel like I can remember exactly what I did with it. But when I check, it's just not there. So the mechanisms behind our memory have been studied for decades because, well, it turns out we can be absolutely certain about something that we saw happen, but it's absolutely wrong. And now a team of researchers think they have figured out at least one reason why our memories are just garbage. Great. Maybe now I'll be able to keep track of my wallet. Yeah, I said they figured out why our memories stink, not how to fix them. Ah, rats. (laughs) Okay, so they did a series of experiments where they showed participants video clips, and just as they were getting into the action of what was happening on screen, the videos just stopped. That sounds like torture. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. But when the participants were asked to recall exactly what happened... Uh, They couldn't remember? Well, not exactly. They made up a bunch of details that didn't happen. Wait a second, were they just like trying to make stuff up to pass the test or something? Like, why would they make stuff up? Okay, that's the thing. They didn't even realize they were making up these new details. Essentially, they were filling in a more complete, coherent ending that aligned with their expectations, even though they never saw this additional information. Okay, like me remembering putting my wallet on the coffee table when I'd actually put it in the fridge. Nate, why did you put your wallet in the fridge? It's a long story. (laughs) Okay, well... Anyway, the idea is that our memory doesn't function as a perfect recording of events. For example, if a video showed someone preparing to ride their bike and then abruptly ended, participants would often falsely recall details like the person riding away that were never shown. Okay, so why? Like, why do our minds do this? 
it has everything to do with expectations. We tend to unconsciously distort memories to align with what we expect to happen in a given situation. The researchers say that even though the stories or events we experience are incomplete sometimes, our minds will make up endings and details to make a more satisfying story. See, we really like events that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when we don't get those things, our minds just sort of make them up? Yep, but that's not totally a bad thing. It doesn't just mean that we're making up memories. It means that we're also able to fill in gaps based on our expectations of what should happen. So you might see yourself putting your wallet on the coffee table, even though it's a false memory, but when you go to look, hey, there there it is on the coffee table. Okay, but if you're trying to tell detectives about a crime you witnessed, making up details probably isn't the best case scenario. (laughs) See, and that's why this study is so important. It shows that our memories aren't just driven by what actually happened. Our expectations shape our memories, and if a detective wants to get to the truth, they probably shouldn't rely on just a single witness. Mm. Hey, do you want to know why I put my wallet in the fridge? (sighs) Is it because you wanted cold hard cash? Because I Wait, how'd you know? (laughs) Because you're terrible at puns. Hmm, disagree. According to a super cool new study, toddlers have the ability to solve problems using logic even before they learn how to speak. Huh. Okay, Uh, let me see if I can get my head around this one. Even though a toddler can't use language, they can still size up a puzzle and figure it out? That's basically it. The study was conducted by a research team at the University Pompeo Fabra in Barcelona, Spain. There's been a debate for years over what comes first, language or logic. This this doesn't seem so complicated on the surface, but when you kind of think about it, yeah. So so everything I know about the world, I use language to describe, right? I mean, I can imagine objects interacting in my mind, but those objects feel inextricably linked to the words that describe them. Well, there's no question that language is an incredibly important part of reasoning. Right. But it also seems like we should be able to solve some logical puzzles without language. Like, if we see an orange rolling towards the edge of a table, we should be able to predict that it's going to fall, even if we don't know what an orange is. Sure. Cause and effect. An orange is rolling toward the edge of the table, therefore it will fall. But don't you know that because you've been able to see it happen before? Okay, you're kind of blowing my mind right now. So babies have never seen this kind of thing happen, so how would they be able to predict the future? Exactly. That's kind of like the debate that's been going on with the researchers. The team in Barcelona wanted to know if toddlers could reason using logic without the use of language. So they got a bunch of toddlers together. Okay, so that must have been the cutest experiment ever. It's very Instagram-worthy, yes. <laughs> so the participants were all around 19 months old, and none of them knew how to speak full sentences yet. They ran a couple of different experiments. In the first, they showed the babies two familiar objects. They'd say the name of one of them, like if it was an apple, they would say apple, and see if the baby would look at the object. Okay, seems pretty easy so far. Then they gave them two different objects. One of them was something familiar, like a spoon. And the other was something the kids hadn't ever seen before, or else they just didn't know the name of it. Got it. Okay, a spoon and a mystery object. Then they would say the name of the object they knew and see where the baby looked. And finally, they'd say the name of the thing they weren't familiar with. Let's say it was a carburetor. What 19-month-old doesn't know what a carburetor is? Those Spanish toddlers are really behind, I know, right? (laughs) So think about this. You are presented with two objects, one of which you are familiar with, the other not so much. Someone says the name of the one you know and the word you don't know. 
you'd probably assume that the word you don't know was the mystery object, right? That's the logical thing to assume. Well, the babies thought so too. Okay, that's adorably logical of them. (laughs) Yes, so it turns out that children are able to work through these kinds of challenges using logical reasoning as early as 19 months old. And that might actually be super helpful in their quest to learn how to become talkers. Okay, so this study was a bit of a chicken and an egg problem. Does logic require language or does language require logic? Well, it could just be that language and logic go hand in hand. But the team would like to continue studying how babies and toddlers use logic to construct their worlds. Oh my goodness, yes they are! Who's studying how babies use logic? Nate is! Yes, you are! Wow, I can't believe I did that. Can you say it in Spanish? I can't. You speak Spanish, I don't! I don't. You speak Portuguese? Yes, similar. Okay. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Mathematicians have worked out some of the universe's toughest equations, but there's one puzzle that has had them scratching their heads for thousands of years. How to slice a cake. My hearing, you correctly, like mathematicians are having <laughs> trouble figuring out how to slice a cake. I know that there are like some stereotypes, other, but like they need to get out more. I know, I know. That's exactly what I thought when I first read about this. But once you open the cake box, you realize it's a bottomless pit of trouble. Dare I open the cake box? Well, I mean, honestly, you probably already have. In fact, anyone who's ever been to an office party or a birthday celebration knows the ins and outs of this problem. You have a cake, and you have people who want a cake. How do you divide it fairly? Oh, yeah, I think I just tensed up thinking about it. Like, you don't want to be the last guy in the cake line. You're just going to get, like, a tiny, frostingless scrap. Or just, like, a massive blob of frosting with no cake, which, for me, delicious, but for most people, gross. Mm, Okay, so I see (laughs) how this could be a problem for, like, office workers or, you know, toddlers, maybe. But, But mathematicians, really? Okay, but here's the thing. The problem of how to fairly divide up a cake is really a symbol for the problem of dividing up anything. Property, land, anything you can divide and dole out, you run into the fairness problem. Okay, so what's the solution? Like, how do you have your cake and eat it too? It's all about algorithms. Yeah, leave it to mathematicians to build algorithms for slicing cake. (laughs) Okay, the first and easiest solution is probably one you learned as a kid. When it was just two of you eyeballing the cake and you each want to take half, how do you divide it? Uh, Easy. One of you cuts it and the other chooses. That way, the one with the knife makes what they think is a fair cut and the one who chooses kind of confirms it. Am I close? Ah, yeah, you nailed it. They call it the I cut, you choose method and it works. But it only works for two people. What if you have three people? Mm, Get out the scales? Maybe I... I mean, that, that would totally work, except for the fact that you will almost never be able to cut three or more identical slices. They might weigh the same, but one of them could have more frosting or another could have a coveted cherry on top. Identical slices just don't exist in the real world. 
So how do you divide them fairly? Yeah, that is a way harder problem than I had imagined. <laughs> uh-huh. A mathematician named Hugo Steinhaus baked up a possible solution during World War II. He was interested in solving the problem of fair division of land after the war, and he developed what's called the lone divider method, which is kind of just a more complicated version of the I cut you choose one with two cake eaters. Lone divider. How does that work? Okay, let's uh, let's say there's three people. There's Nate, there's Callie, and there's Dwayne Johnson. Sure. I guess I see how your examples work. <laughs> Don't judge me. Anyways, so Callie is our slicer. She cuts the cake into three pieces that she thinks are all about the same value. Then Nate comes along and says which pieces he would gladly eat. If Nate likes at least two pieces, then Dwayne Johnson can take whichever piece he wants. Mm, because Nate has at least a couple he'd be happy with, and theoretically Callie has already divided them into three sizes that are all about equal to her, so everyone's already happy. Right, but let's say Nate and Dwayne both hate the same piece. Weird, but okay. Okay, so then Callie gets that one. Okay, and because we know she cut them, so she is happy with any of them. Yep. But then how do Nate and Dwayne figure out how to divide the two that are left? You smush them back together and go back to the you cut, I choose method. Mm, right, didn't even think about that. Mostly because smushed cake doesn't really sound great. <laughs> it gets weirder and more smushier once you start dividing from more than three people. In that case, the first person cuts a slice of cake they think is fair and passes it along. Each person who takes the plate has the option to trim it to make it more fairly sliced before they pass it along. Once everyone's had a chance, the slice goes to the last person who trimmed. What an exciting office party this would be. Uh <laughs> I think I'd rather just watch printer ink dry. But at least you get your fair share of cake. Unless... Oh no, there's more? <laughs> yeah. What if you get your slice, but then later you saw someone else get a slice that looked even better? Even mathematicians have to take into account human envy. And what if the person doing the dividing is lying or trying to deceive everyone else? This is the kind of stuff that gets mathematicians all excited because it connects the crazy abstract mathematical reasoning to real-world questions of fairness. There's no one-size-fits-all solution just yet, but you can bet mathematicians will keep taking more slices of this age-old puzzle. Ooh, maybe they should just use a calculator. Okay, one, that was terrible. Calculator. Two, that's cheating. <laughs> Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. According to a new study, people often falsely fill in missing details when trying to remember interrupted events. Our minds remember endings that never occurred, demonstrating how our expectations distort our memory. A recent study tested pre-verbal 19-month-old toddlers to see if they can use logical reasoning by associating known and unknown words with objects. It turns out that natural, logical thinking exists before full language development and isn't dependent on language to develop. Since the 1940s, mathematicians have been using the concept of fairly dividing a cake as an entry point to explore the complex math behind fairness, with cake serving as a tasty metaphor for any resource, proving it can take a ridiculously large number of cuts to guarantee everyone gets a slice they believe is fair. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we love if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Our Discovery Executive Producer is Dominique Vu. Our Wheelhouse DNA Executive Producer is Cassie Berman. This show is hosted by Callie Gate and Nate Bonham. Our producer is Kiara Noni, and our associate producer is Kimaya Floyd. Writing is done by Sam Osterhout. Sound design, audio engineering, and editing by Nick Karasimi. I'm Nate Bonham. And I'm Callie Gade. We'll see you next week. <laughs>